0: Here we go, For All I Know podcast number 11, I think it is. Number 11, baby. Travis, Rawl, and we got our guest, Alvin.
1: Hey, guys. Or Happy like, to have you man. Yeah, thank Happy you. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. Or,
0: I guess we should call you by your new branding I saw the other day. Oh, yeah. It was uh, Magic of Alvin, right? Magic of Alvin Louie. Of Alvin Louie. Yeah, yeah, so we
1: just had to do, uh, you know, rebranding is always a pain in the ass, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so we just basically made it so that the uh, at Magic of Alvin Louie is now across all the uh, platforms. Nice. So okay. That way it's just more consistent. Yeah. Sweet. Make it easy to find you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I
0: guess the name kind of says itself, though, but uh, you're a magician, right? I am a magician, yes. Awesome, that's sick. man. how long have you uh, been doing magic for?
1: Well, this year will be about 19 years
2: oh wow so,
1: yeah you know wow. uh so i always feel a old saying that it's kind of hard, hard to believe uh you know we uh i you know i started pretty young but then uh, stopped for just you know didn't really take it that seriously so yeah. i would say cumulatively about 19 years wow uh and uh, yeah it's it's been great
2: now it's what gets great. someone into doing magic right <laughs> I, that's always uh something i always wonder like yeah. you watch tv you see like movies and you see like Magicians do like crazy stuff. You never really think it's real. Right, right But right. then you uh, what makes someone follow that as like a, a passion and like a career.
1: Yeah You know, my story is probably fairly similar to a lot of magicians um, You know, you either get an inspiration from someone like David Copperfield mm-hmm. or like someone like David Blaine mm-hmm. for me My father a co-worker of his uh, Brought home a or gave my dad a, a, a tape of a David Copperfield special cool, a recording and uh, and so I had no idea about magic, my family never watched magic and so my dad and I watched it and I totally fell in love with the art of magic. Mm-hmm. And that's how it started. I didn't um, know anything about you know, magic clubs or fraternities or anything like that. All uh-huh. I did was I went to the library at school, got some books. There was like three or four books. And I rented the same three or four books for like, you know, like three years. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and that's how I started. And so I all, all, I, all I've ever done was performed. I never knew mm-hmm. about like these days you got like, you know, YouTube magic, right? There's yeah. so, it's so wonderful to see that, right? To see YouTube magic and all these different things and cardistry and stuff. For me, magic has always been a life performance like if you couldn't do it live is not real yeah these days it's not that true because obviously youtube magic and these type of things are very much because a lot of kids get inspired by that yeah and i love seeing magic go that way yeah right and do that but for me it was always a live live performance
0: well, I think live performances are, you could probably attest to this too, is a little bit more impressive too. Because, you know, I feel like even with working with cameras myself, it's sure. like, you can make a lot of camera yeah. magic, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, a lot
1: of people are good at it. Yeah, you know, Camera edits, angles, Yeah, sure, exactly. sure, yeah. yeah. That's
0: awesome though. So, uh, I actually had a big dive into magic recently, I want to say a couple months ago, I got obsessed with the show. Uh, Penn and Teller. Which oh, The Fool Us? Yeah, The Fool Us. fantastic. Yeah, that oh, was man. a. It was You've a awesome You've been kind of show. binging on
1: that a little bit? Yeah, going hard, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever uh, had
0: an aspiration to like shoot for something like that or?
1: You know, um, I was actually approached by Fool No uh, it's way. It's funny that you said, yeah, so uh, one of the producers had approached me to do something with them, And so the thing about Penn and Teller, so for me, I'm not too much of a, like a creator. Mm-hmm. Like there's people who, will create more magic in their like in the you know like in a month that I could do a whole lifetime they just I'm, not, you know there's just hmm. that's the way their brain works yeah and um, so I pro I knew there's probably in- nothing that I could do that would fool Penn and Teller. Uh-huh. So, you know, I didn't really approach that path. It was yeah, yeah. being on TV is not something that I ever really aspire to anyway. So uh-huh. it wasn't like, oh my God, I, I'm gonna get my chance. Yeah. So it was great to be called. You know, I loved it. It was it was great uh, to, to to be called and, and yeah, stuff. But it wasn't anything that it's just not in my genre to try to fool magicians. It's just for me is like I say, it's always been live performances for, okay, for yeah. the audience. But mm. Yeah, they're um, but they're, they're great. I love watching them. A good friend of mine, um, Alex Ramon was on there and he's really brilliant and he, he was on there as well. And Adam wow. Wilbur, and so oh, wow. I know I know Phil, you know several of the guys that were on there and they did a great job.
2: Mm-hmm. Huh. So, when was your first uh magic show? say performance,
1: <laughs> it was probably in my parents' living room, yeah. They um. You know, my parents, God bless them, they saw a lot of shit that didn't work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, still probably do, but uh, it's always the mom, dad. Oh, i check this out. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I tried this new thing. And, you know, and then, you know, they um, they always took the time to stop. Okay. Uh, wow, well, awesome. Whatever they were doing and watch this crap that this, obviously, is not <laughs> going to work, right? <laughs> um, and they were, you know, they were honest. They weren't just like, oh, my God, that's so great. They were like, yeah. oh, yeah, I saw that. That's Work at it some more, you know? Yeah. And so they had the great balance of, you know, giving me that attention huh. and, and not squashing that and then also not fluffing my ego up to yeah. appropriate, right? So I was one of these guys that got on America's Got Talent, you know, America, you know uh, yeah, America's Got Talent that can't sing or, yeah. you know, American <laughs> yeah. Idol that can't sing. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think uh, as a parent now, uh, I see the value. I remember the value. Of uh, really paying attention to your child even when it's really ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) well so that's
0: kind of interesting that you talk about your parents in that way was there a certain time when you were like you know what I want to do magic full time like this is what I want to really pursue completely was there like an age that you remember kind of
1: No, you know, I never really thought that. That wasn't anything that I, you know, really considered, you know. Mm -hmm. um, Getting into the business of magic and performing, you know, uh, at a professional level really had always just been something that I just kind of eased into, Mm -hmm. right? It wasn't anything where... I said one day, oh, this is what I'm going to do, right? Yeah. And then, you know, uh, even living here in California, there's always that multiple streams of income, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and, you know, I, I still do, you know, contracting work. I still do some of these other things that I was, you know, my background is in information technology. Oh, cool. And so, you know, I still do, I still have a foot in the, you know, corporate world and, and that's great because that helps me with our business. Yeah. Right. So then, you know, but doing it, you know, doing it at the, at, at the, at a, you know, full time at a professional level, it was just something that we kind of, bled into. It was not anything yeah. that uh, we kind of fell into it. And it was just like, let's try it, let's see. And then, you know, clients kept coming. And, you know, it was just one of those things that we were very fortunate, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Sure. Well, that, and so I met you at, actually, I met you at Sabio when I used to work at Sabio. That's
1: right. Yeah. That's right. Yes. We
0: threw a party and then you yes. uh, were the, the magician there. Yes. Right. And then I actually saw you again at the industry night. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: So do that's you, right. is ho- hospitality kind of that genre of, or that field, I should say, is that kind of your go-to for doing performances and kind of the more gigs like that or Uh, is that just something you kind of fell into being in the livermore valley
1: um a little bit of both um you know hospitality corporate events Mm -hmm. uh, most of our business is corporate events i would say maybe about 60 like 70 percent of our business is corporate events oh wow okay Um, so that's really kind of where we are most of our uh, you know, most of our business comes from is, is doing that. Mm. Things like sales conferences and team building and, you know, event parties for teams that they're celebrating something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then the hospitality, you know, those type of things, of course. Um, you know, for Livermore, you saw me around Livermore a little bit because we're, you know, as you know, I'm promoting the yeah. show, Magic, my new show, Magic Unplugged. Yeah. So that, you know, so I'm in that community a little bit more bec- in Livermore because of that.
2: Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Well, so go ahead and uh, go into your sh- show you're working on. Kind of elaborate unplug- on Right. I like that name. Yeah. You like the,
1: yeah. yeah. That's tight. That's cool. So, um, and, and, and you know, I, uh, so I'll, I haven't um, talked about this part of the show about in terms of the inspiration mm-hmm. of how it came. So I will, I will tell you guys here. So, yeah. So, um, the, so the core of the show basically is instead of coming to watch a magic show, okay. you're actually very much part of it. Mm. It's an interactive, immersive experience. Everyone participates. Every single person participates. Wow. Hmm. And, and whether that be, you know, you bring your own deck of cards. Oh, so whether cool. you use your own deck or you make a decision or I use your phone or I use your Instagram, everybody participates. And so the magic's really not about me. It's about them. Oh, cool. wow. wow. And, and so that's what the marketing, that's what it's sold. And that's exactly what it is. That's huh. exactly how it is when you come to the show. Wow. But the inspiration of the show was, um, believe it or not, actually, I was really, really young when this came out. But um, back then, they had a magic uh, MTV Unplugged.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: MTV Unplugged. And I remember I was really really young, but I remember um, one of the first ones I saw was uh, George Michael, right? And you know he had passed away a couple of years ago, whatever. Yeah. But he um, was one of the first people that I saw that did magic uh, or did ma- music unplugged in that way, hmm. where he went from doing these big you know stadiums, and then and MTV Unplugged was really just this small little venue, it was small for him. Yeah. But he was able to. What really got me was that he was able to talk to his audience and share, and the audience were actually very much part of his music. Yeah, okay. And huh. that I don't. As a little kid, that and so to me, that actually was a influence. Probably for me, you know, just as much as magic was. Just kind of watching that, you know, era, right, um, of 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 uh, unplugged the music and acoustics. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, after doing kind of some of the bigger, you know, stage shows and parlor shows and things, it I always wanted to do a show where it was very much like that. Yeah. Where I was able to, you know, but I don't think I really had the confidence to do. Th- that kind of show because in that in doing Magic Unplugged with just like 30, 35 or so people, in a lot of ways, it's a lot harder to doing a stage show. Hmm, I can see that. And the reason being is because when you do a stage, pretty much things go the way it's going to go. Yeah, you bring someone up to check out a box or you bring someone up to check out a prop, but by and large, once they check it out, you go, okay, you stand over here, okay? I'm going to come (laughs) over... I'm going to come over here and do this thing, yeah. right? So unless someone comes and tackles you, you're pretty much the audience is not a part of the show, yeah,
2: right? makes sense.
1: And it's very hard to get people to feel, mm. right? But in Magic Unplug, everybody's in my space for the entire hour and 10 minutes or however long the show goes.
3: Mm.
1: There's a lot of things that go wrong. There's a lot of things I can't control, but that's mm-hmm. what gives it that real intimate yeah. feeling. And so, yeah, so I never really said, but that was, in, you know, the MTV Unplug was really kind of the inspiration for that. Oh, wow. Yeah, so...
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. It's I feel like it's a, a better chance for you to engage and create more meaningful fans or audiences or magic family members, I guess you could even call them, because yeah. um, instead of talking, like you said, to like a thousand people mm-hmm. or a huge group, like you're engaging one on one with
2: everyone so they leave a lot more meaningful like
0: dude like that was that was super cool yeah huh. i
2: think that's something fun too right to be yeah. a part of it actually oh yeah because i mean i've always wanted to know how to do like card tricks or you know some type of magic stuff but i just i don't think i've ever been like i say so hungry to like actually learn it myself but if someone's like teaching you and you're like a part of the thing like, yeah i feel like that'd be yeah? An experience, you know, well, everyone could be a part of. So are
0: you actually teaching the tricks or is it more of, you're kind of, it's like a group trick and they're... Yeah,
2: so, yeah.
1: It's, um, I'm not teaching the trick because... Okay, yeah. Then that, that would, would be ruin primalist. the point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but if you want, once the cameras goes off, I'll teach you a trick. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that works. That <laughs> so once it goes off, I'll teach you one. Um, and, uh, so yeah, uh, no, I don't teach trick, but what it is, is I allow, everybody's part of the magic. Right. Okay, yeah. Um. So they do, you know, they handle the deck. They do the show. They do these things. And so that way, when things happen, it really was like, hey, you guys made that happen. Oh, oh I see. Not me, right? that. Idea. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, so it's it's a really, and then, you know, the work is still, definitely the show is very new. So it's still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still definitely trying to uh, make it better. There's a lot of room for growth, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think we're on the right direction. I think people feel very good about um about it when they leave they 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 they, it really stays with them people come back they bring friends Mm -hmm. so then that kind of tells us we're going the right direction but definitely the magic can still be better and i can still be better for sure
0: that'd be cool it sounds like a fun date night or even just like a going out with buddies or something
1: yeah it is the way so we do it at wineries and i forgot to say that we do it at uh, breweries and wineries so right now we're at Cannon and mcgrail and so it's a great date night it's a great girls night out um, you know there's been a lot of anniversaries and you know bachelor yeah, parties yeah. and uh, you know it was big birthdays and things of that nature so it's, it's been great to see people uh, and it's you know it was humbling for me to see people they could go anywhere but they come to my show to celebrate something yeah, mm-hmm. huh. like you know uh, Mother's Day and those type of things and so yeah it's been it's huh. been really cool
0: that's super cool so you were mentioning some th- th- sometimes things don't go according to plan yeah. is there one thing that kind of pops out to you like oh like a, a good story moment or something, you know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, there's oh, in Magic and Plug there's been so many because, <laughs> because again, people, you know, like there, there's there's a one there's one effect where uh, they do shuffle the cards, but part of it is that I have to kind of audience manage them the way they they have to shuffle. Uh-huh. So there's a you know uh, there's a sense of it is their free choice, but I kind of guide them verbally in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, they have to kind of go a certain direction. And one, uh, one, you know, it's the thing about doing at wineries is that, you know, people do get kind (laughs) of (laughs) drunk. So that's, so there's that, okay, why did I do that at a winery, right? (laughs) But you know, you're drunk. Shuffling is already hard for people who don't shuffle, right? (laughs) So then this guy, so what happened was he does the thing and he drops all the cards. Oh, Oh, no. So now I have no idea. I've lost complete control. Yeah. And it's the opening trick. Oh, wow. And it's one of the earlier shows. Oh, man. So... I have no backup. I have no, you know, like my old show, there's like backups and, you know, yeah. safety nets and things you built in over time. I don't have any. So we, he's picking up the cards, and in my head, I'm going, I have no idea how I'm going to get out of this. I have no idea where any of it is. <sighs> my only hope is that, because he had already shuffled about, maybe about a third of the deck mm-hmm. before he dropped. So I'm thinking, if his card's in that first third, then I'm still okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. But I have
1: no idea. I have no idea, and I have no way out of it. So I literally said, "Well, just pick it up and just continue on." And this whole time, I'm sweating, going, "There's no way this is gonna work. There's no way this is gonna match this other yeah, thing." Yeah. And I don't want to give it too much away because when people come to the show, they yeah, say, yeah, yeah, but has, he has to match something that was previously set up, right? Yeah, yeah, by another audience member. Yeah. So he, we go through the thing, and he cuts, and someone else cuts the deck, and he pulls it up and It matches. Oh, oh shit! The oh, audience man. went fucking nuts. You were like, <laughs> I went fucking. Nuts. They were surprised. I was surprised. Yeah. Everybody's surprised. Yeah. Right? It was like one of the. It was one of the greatest. Like, you know, and the thing about that is, uh, audiences are really smart, right? Yeah. So so so. Here's a great example of that. If I said, "Wow, that was one of the best reactions. It was one of the best moments I had. I'm gonna recreate this in the show." Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the person to get the cards to about a third, and I'm gonna like take it from him and drop it on the floor, like I'm gonna drop it on the floor, mm-hmm. recreate that moment. Uh. Go, oh my god! Get him to pick it up. I pick it up, and then I, so I can recreate oh, that. Wow. I can literally recreate that. That's so smart. But here's the thing: it sounds smart. This is true, and this is where yeah. magicians—we we, we take ourselves too seriously. It sounds very smart. Like, well, yeah, that's gonna be. <laughs> but you know, audiences are really smarter, uh. and they will know that's not authentic. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll give you an example, and I'll answer your question again with the, the, another time. It was one of the earlier – it was a trial show. This wasn't even a public. They didn't buy tickets to it. And this is another trick where I basically had to read three people's mind. Mm. I had to read them three people's mind. And uh, <clears throat> I, uh, and on the third one, I completely lost it. I just – I lost where I was, and I literally did not know what card it was. Because the other two, I had – so I'm just kind of like narrow it down. I have an idea. But this third one, I was supposed to have the idea and I lost it. And again, it's just being new to it, because yeah. this is a new effect. Mm-hmm. And I'm sweating there and I'm I'm freaking out again because I'm I know I lost it. So just by some sheer dumb luck, I asked her a couple of questions and I kind of kind of found my way again. And even then, I got to this card and I go, You're thinking of and I it was down to 50-50, and it was still 50-50, and I made the right guess. <laughs> You can feel that. Yeah. Right? The whole The whole audience, weight. Yeah. weight Everybody's cheering. They're going crazy. Yeah. I'm like, you know. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> and so in that, I thought I was smart. So I built that in through okay. the show. I built that. Oh, my God. I lost it. Yeah. Even though I didn't. And I never got the same reaction again. Huh. Mm. And, I never, and I never got the same reaction. Because yeah. it wasn't genuine. It wasn't genuine. And the thing about magic, just like probably a lot of things, any kind of art, and even what you guys are doing, right? The audiences know when you're doing it, let's say for the money, or you're doing it out of ego, yeah. and you're not genuine, they feel that. You can be technically great. You can be technically perfect. That trick, I never made the mistake again. And technically, it was better than I ever did it in that mm-hmm. trial show, but I never got the same reaction because that moment was really genuine. Mm-hmm. I genuinely lost it. I genuinely had the anxiety. So the thing that I, you know, Getting, you know, going through magic a little bit and and growing into it, I realized there's a lot of beauty in imperfection.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: There's a lot of beauty in imperfection. Yeah. I think it's really when you start you always want to get it perfect you always want to get it just so sanitized mm-hmm. and you lose and it's you know right it's important right to get yeah. that but there's you lose something in that sanitize right? Yeah so I've learned that with magic unplug was taught me that there's a lot of beauty in imperfection and so and it's okay gotcha. it's okay to huh. make mistakes it's okay not yeah. to, it's okay to fall because then that makes you more real it makes you more vulnerable
0: Yeah mm-hmm. And then sometimes you have those reactions like you had where it's just like this amazing moment where I was like, oh my gosh,
1: yeah, like, right. how yeah. did
0: you pull that off?
2: My thing is, like, if you ever, if you don't get the the trick right, yeah, what's that like as a magician? It's like, oh shit, like, it's horrifying, yeah, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's
1: humiliating, it's embarrassing, is you know, and uh. You know, unfortunately, there is no way to go. So if you take a if you take a trick from conception to mm-hmm. practice, right? You got you con- you have a concept. How am I going to do it? Then you kind of get it, and then you practice it in your house. Mm-hmm. Then on this other side, if you think about, let's say a road, right? If you on one end, it's is conception, or you know, right, the idea of it, and then the other end is perfection. Like you got it, you, the nuance is perfect. Mm-hmm. Nobody can throw you off. It's mm-hmm. perfect. In between that road from one end to the other is embarrassment and humiliation <laughs> and you and there's no way to get from this end to the other end. You huh. have to go through the people catching you. It's not gonna work. And if your ego take take it, if you can't take that, yeah. you'll never get to the other side. You'll only huh. be as good as how much you're only, you know, David Copperfield, I posted this on Instagram recently. He always says that um you're you're only as good as you dare to be bad. Huh. Right, you're only as good as you dare to be bad. I Meaning, you 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 have to be willing to fall on your face if you want to be really good at something. Yeah. If you're not, you can still be competent at it, but there's a ceiling of how good it can get. Yeah. Right, and and that's the difference. And for me, I've learned a long time ago is that I'm not afraid to be embarrassed and fall on my face. Does it feel good? <laughs> no, it feels terrible. <laughs> Do I avoid it? Yes, I try to avoid it. I, <laughs> but when it comes, I know I'm on the right path. Mm-hmm. I know I'm like I just got to get to the other side.
2: Yeah, it's a good that's way to
1: look it at it. Yeah.
0: Huh, I like that analogy too. It's like one side of the road to the other side of the road. There's no way, no way, you can avoid it. Yep. Yeah. You're gonna have to go through it.
1: And a lot of young magicians, myself included, uh, we try to go around it. We try to maybe show friends and show family only, and that and you just can't, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you play it safe, you'll never get to the other side. You gotta take it to a bar. You gotta take it to Starbucks. You gotta take it out. You gotta put it in the show. Mm-hmm. You gotta have people feedback and go. That was stupid. <laughs> that didn't make sense. Oh, you yeah. just did that. And they can be wrong. Most of the time, they are wrong. Yeah. But you got to be able to go. Well, if they think that, then I got to change the method because they shouldn't be thinking that. Yeah. You know. Huh. And I still get it all the time, right? You never get it. You never get it right.
0: Well, and that's the funny thing too, is because the few interactions I've had with you, whenever you show a trick, I always notice there's always somebody who's like, "Well, let me see behind your back. Well, yeah. let me look over here. <laughs> right. Wait, what about this?" And so mm-hmm. I feel like it's good to have those people who are always just like, "Well, you did it like this," and then they get like super flustered because you're like, "No, nope, that's not how I did it."
2: Oh, okay, that makes sense, right? Get that uh. Devil's advocate. Not devil's advocate, but someone that kind of,
1: Yeah.
3: hmm,
2: what do you got going there? Skeptics. Yeah, skeptic. Yeah, It
1: is. And I think a lot of magicians avoid the hecklers and the skeptics. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I like them because it's a part of the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. If you only get fans, if you only get people that react great, it's good for your ego, but it's not really great for your, your mm-hmm. own development. Yeah. Right? But when you get the skeptics and you get the people that's like, let me see your pocket. Let me see this. They're part of that right they are you know right as part of the ecosystem you grow then you kind of go well i wonder why he thought that maybe you know right next time i'll do this or maybe he does catch you mm-hmm. maybe you do have something in your pocket sometimes we do yeah. and then they can you know you either try to you try to either you know hide it at that moment or you get caught which mm-hmm. is that embarrassing thing and then that's okay too right and but there yeah i think everybody right there are people who look at it like the you know especially here in silicon valley there's a lot of engineers mm-hmm. and they're very cerebral about it mm-hmm. they oh, don't yeah. react high, they just they look at it as a puzzle Huh. And that's fine. Yeah. That's okay too. Some people look at it like, uh, you know, they react to it, right, really great. And some people go, oh, that's nice. And then they're skeptics or they're like just trying to figure it out. But I, everybody has a place in the audience. I don't, I don't say, oh, I don't like to perform for this crowd or this crowd. Yeah. You know, it's all part of it.
2: That sorry, go ahead. Have you ever hurt yourself doing magic?
1: So, I used not really. I used to do this thing where I uh, it looks like that I take a, like a floss or a like a string and I put it into my neck. I put it into my neck and it and you can see it, it's like you can see the skin pull and Ooh, um, and, oh then wow. I, and then I pull it out. So, that I don't really hurt myself, but when you don't do it right, you actually kind of do like a little burn. You get oh, like a, like, a, like a burn across your neck. Yeah. So, I stopped doing that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I stopped doing that. Uh, <laughs> Oh, don't do that anymore. Okay, good. <laughs> That's
0: funny. So, I, again, I'm super ignorant to the terms and stuff for magic, but from you call of... whatever you want.
1: This <laughs> entertainment is not that serious. <laughs> There's no ignorance. Um, so call it whatever you want. So, do you
0: prefer like to do sleight of hand tricks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that kind of Slight your of hand or
1: yeah? Well, I think um, I try to try to do different genres of magic. Like mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of my some of my friends are really really good mentalists, right? Mm-hmm. And I love watching them because I don't do that too much. But I try to dabble in that a little bit. I try to mix it up so that it's some side of hand, some psychology. Um, Most of my, especially with Magic Unplugged, is really about storytelling and about Mm -hmm. sharing parts of, not just my life, but things that people can relate to, right, like one of the things um, that I do in in the show, I use someone's phone and I use uh, their Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I start off the trick by saying, you know, I read this line somewhere where uh, they say, uh, you know, don't compare your behind the scenes to other people's highlight reels. Mm. Right. Don't compare your behind the scenes huh. to other people's highlight reels. Because, I like that. I want to write that down. <laughs> yeah. Because people feel bad, yeah. right? That oh, you yeah. feel, right? You feel, right? This person could have a shit life, but in those little squares of Instagram, it looks amazing. Oh, and then you sense. feel bad. But, well, yeah, because you don't see, right? They just took this little snapshot. And so yeah. I mm-hmm. go on and I do a trick with Instagram to kind of show how reality is actually a lot more better than what you see in Instagram. Mm. In, in the you know online personas. Yeah. So I try to couch my uh, tricks not just in here's a trick, but I try to use that as a parable to either tell a story or deliver a message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that sticks with people more. So they oh, sometimes yeah. they remember the story better than the actual effect, which is which is great, right? Yeah. I think if they remember the magic before the story or before the message, then I think I I think I haven't done it justice, you know.
2: Yeah. You seem like a very positive guy. Have you have you like always been that way? far like you seem you seem very optimistic. You know what I mean? Or you look at things like on both sides.
1: I do look at things on both sides. I think, you know, behind the scenes, I'm probably, you know, equally as pessimistic as I'm optimistic. Mm -hmm. I'm You know, I'm definitely a person that looks at a situation and go, well, I see the risk. So in that sense, it's kind of a negative pessimistic, right? But for me, I I, seeing the risk for me is positive in the way I look at it because I always say, like, if I see the risk, I can mitigate it or I can at least try Mm -hmm. to prepare for it. If I don't see it, Right. But then seeing risks and seeing negativity and things can also look, be looked at as negative, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you see the negative negative in things. But the way I look at it is like if I don't if I can see it, then I can prepare for it mm-hmm. and then I can, you know, be better. Like so when you do a show, when you're preparing for a show, you actually see nothing but the negatives. Hmm. because you need to be able to uh, try to try to solve these problems before an audience yeah. gets in there because mm-hmm. you don't want to solve some of these low-hanging fruits in front of an audience. Hmm. That's different than the getting embarrassed. Uh, you know how I was saying, like, you have to be embarrassed. You have to fall on your face. Yeah. Those are the situations where you can't help it. Like, you've practiced all you want. You rehearse all you want. But this is just part of the illusion, right? Mm-hmm. But there are certain things in a show that you have to prepare for so that the audience feels like they have a good experience. Like there's no excuse for, let's say, the area to be dirty, right? There's no excuse for us not being able to check people in the right way because mm-hmm. we didn't get the right internet connection because yeah. we didn't test it. That's not falling on your face. That's just not valuing people's money and time, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So I'm very meticulous about checking these things that we can help. So my my whole thing about, you know, being positive and negative and trying to balance that is control the things you can control and then the things you can't, you have to live with it. Hmm. Right, So in preparing for the show, I actually see more the negatives than I do the positives. But I feel like because I do see that it allows me to be positive when I do the show. It allows me to right because I can now relax and go okay I've checked all these different things yeah like take for example oh. the in the, um, the Instagram yeah if someone comes in and they don't have an internet connection, I can't do the Instagram trick huh yeah you to be able to hit the Instagram right you need yeah. to do that so what we do is we test that. We want to make sure that so when, you know, uh, when we start the show, we tell people, hey, if you're, you know, if your LTE isn't good, here's the, and we've got the Wi-Fi password nice. written out. So organizing things like that. But if you if you aren't kind of be meticulous like that, then you get in there and you're like, can I have Instagram? And you're like, oh, you don't have a, you know, does anybody else have? A? And this because yeah. mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you know, the show is just not, it's not polished. Yeah, it's not fluid. Not fluid, yeah. Huh.
0: That's awesome. And I think that's smart too to focus on the, negative it sounds so funny to say but focus on the negative before so when you get on stage like well i already thought about the negative Mm -hmm. so it's all positive it's all positive but if you did it vice versa you'd be focused
1: on positive before you would be like oh crap i forgot to think about the negatives and then you just start getting in your own head and yep that's you put it perfect that's exactly right so there it's like anything in life you you have to have a balance yeah right if you only focus on all the positives the negatives are going to come anyway yeah and it's going to bite you in the ass yeah but if you obviously if you're I mean, everybody knows if you're always a pessimist, then that's, you know, <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to be around Everyone you. right? <laughs> you. Yeah, <laughs> you are know, just <it's> insufferable, right? <laughs> so do you have a team that you work with? <clears throat> so the entertainment company is my wife and I. Okay, nice. And so she handles a lot of the finances and a lot of the contracts and things. Um, and she helps me with the marketing. And she's, you know, she's brilliant when it comes to marketing. She really is. She has a, she was a PR major. So that was oh, helpful. Wow. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I mean, even even a lot of the, what she learned at PR is probably starting to become obsolete because you know we've moved so much, so fast, yeah. right? But she, my wife has a really great knack for knowing what looks good and what is um, attractive to the public. Yeah. So, but in a very genuine way, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll have these cockamamie ideas, you know, I'll have these like, you know, bonehead ideas and it sounds great to me, but then she'll go, well, if you take it, if you kind of think it through... It's only good for you. It doesn't really good for everybody else, right? Yeah, you know, that's right? So uh, you know, so so uh, we're, you know, we're pretty in line about that. And sometimes, you know, obviously, we'll disagree. And the show think is one way, and I'll think it's the other way. And then sometimes I'm right, sometimes she's right. But for the most part, she's right about kind of how we position ourselves, you know, marketing and branding. Sure. So she's really good about that. And then she's also in the show, whereas um, she's the first person you see because she takes care of the house, she makes sure you're seated, that you get your wine right, and that she's all these different things. And she, you know, makes sure that if you want to sit in a certain place, she, you know, makes that happen. And she Mm -hmm. makes sure that she, you know, everybody's good. And so in a lot of ways, she works a lot harder than I do in the show. (laughs) Uh, You're uh, just the talent. (laughs) I just just sit up there you know, do nonsense for an hour, you know, but she's the one that actually puts the real work into getting everybody ready for the show. In fact, an audience, a couple audience members came up to me recently and they said, you know, I go, your wife is really amazing. She does such a great job. And she goes, and he said, uh, we feel like we know you even before you come out. because
0: Wow. Of her. Hmm.
1: What a, I, I never thought of it like that. Huh. You know? That's huge. That's huge, right? Yeah. And, and, and I always appreciated what she, what she does. But I think until that moment, I didn't, because I'm not out there. Yeah. So I actually don't see what she does. I know what she does, but I don't see it because I'm in the back. Yeah, I, don't, right. I don't see the audience, right, until I come out. So honestly, when I come out, I have no idea what happened. It was good. It was bad. If she had problems or no problems, I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she, they go, you know, we felt like we know you already just through her. Mm-hmm. And what a, you know, so she really sets me up for success in the show because it's such a personal thing. And so it's like a host, right? You, yeah. you, it's like coming to our house almost. It's like coming to our house, having a party. And then by the time I get out, they already have such a warm feeling about me, but that's because of her. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. That's awesome. Yeah. Well and I have checked out your marketing and stuff in terms of Instagram and yeah. things like that. Yeah. It looks amazing, man. Thank like you. it's very clean, streamlined, everything's yeah. consistent. Yeah. Even the whole uh take you did with the rebrand, yeah. most people would sit there and just like go over the thoughts themselves. But for you to actually engage the audience yeah. Oh yeah, the, like, the hey, pole, yeah. Like which one? With like the yeah. the polls and stuff. Yeah. That's uh, awesome.
2: Yeah. So you've actually seen him do magic. Yeah. Oh, yeah ah, okay do it you would,
1: want to, do you want to see something I want to see something yeah, man. Yeah, people listening it, <laughs> won't, it <laughs> won't mean anything but if you watch if you come on is it you you get on yeah, YouTube. YouTube yeah yeah so uh yeah if you go on their YouTube you'll see the thing so okay. um so here so, um can you, can you guys, guys see
0: it your phone too yeah so you, I'll record with this too just to, like
1: real quick yep okay. and we can clip it in so can you which camera am i doing this one or is it uh, this here you can uh Kind of see how you're looking there if you want to. And then to. Can, you, can you see, okay. So, here, I'm going to do this. I'm going to hold it right like there so that you can see, okay? Okay. So, I want you to think of a number, let's say, um, let's say between uh, one, to one to ten. Go ahead and say it out loud, one to ten. Five. Five? Do you want a uh, black five or a red five? Black. Black five. Okay. Of course, I was going to say black. But. <laughs> of course, it's yes. I had to ask. I'm just saying. Um Let's see here. I want you to uh, sign your name nice and big on the on the card, so that way uh, you know the cameras can see it. Right the, in front. Just on the front part. Yeah, just in the front part. All right. Cool. All right. So uh, you guys can see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So most magic's really based on optical illusion, right? So whether you see magic on television or you see magic on um, you know, YouTube or whatever the case may be, it's really about optical illusion. So you know, we've got the cameras here, so the camera's over here, here. But the funny thing is, if I just take a lean back like this, from where you guys are sitting, it looks like the card goes straight down the center of the pack, more or less, mm-hmm. right? But that's not really true, because if I just do this move, if I just do this, you see your card never goes anywhere. It stays up here on top. Oh, wow. Right? whoa. whoa, whoa. So we'll do it again. Look, if I take your card from where you guys are uh, sitting, Mm -hmm. the optical illusion is pretty convincing. It really does look like it goes straight down the middle, right? So go ahead and push it in for me all the way. So look, if I just do this move, you see your card never goes in. What the hell? It stays up here on top, right? So now most people think that we have really fast hands, like the hand is quicker than the eye, right? But that's not really true at all. And I'll show you, look, I want to make sure that you guys see the card at the, right before we get it in. And, in. and so I'm not accused of any sleight of hand, I want you to go ahead and you push it in for me, so it's the bottom card, go ahead. Perfect. Uh, I wanna make sure that you see that that five, your side at the last second. Go ahead and push it in for me all the way. Yeah, pretty fair. Yep. So look, if I just do this move, you see your card never goes anywhere, it stays up here on top. Oh, you know what, that's okay. This is not the top of the pack. Top of the pack's over here. Yep. Oh shit. Pick it up.
2: Pick it up. Pick it up. What the <laughs> hell? I was like, "Oh, you got it wrong." <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Wait a minute. Man. You.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> all right. One more.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I could have sworn I pushed the card in on this <laughs> it side. It was all all right. that deck. Are you? Uh, let's see. Are you? Uh, hold out your hold out your left hand. Hold out your left hand. And I'm gonna isolate your card if it's okay with you in kind of a unique way. Okay. I want you to take your other hand and just go like this, like a sandwich, so nice and flat, right? Now, you play cards at all? Do you play uh, cards? Yeah, every once just, I'm just gonna do this, you tell me stop whenever you want, okay? Right. Stop. Right there, perfect, okay. Whatever card you stopped at, we're just gonna use. Okay, as long as, as, long as you're good with it, yeah, yeah? It. okay. Uh, what card is this? Uh, red Queen of Diamonds. Queen of Diamonds, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of Diamonds. I want you guys to watch the Queen of Diamonds, I'm gonna do this real slow. You can see the shadow on that Queen of Diamonds right over your, your hand here, yeah? Mm-hmm. So watch, I'm gonna do this real slow. <laughs> Go ahead. What the fuck?
0: Oh! 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 <laughs>
2: that's nuts. That's a, that's crazy. <gasps> that is crazy. Oh man. I just had this card in my hand. <laughs> Closed the whole time. Oh wow. Yeah, that was cool. Nuts. That was cool. You have to clip that in for oh, sure. Oh, most definitely. I'll send that to you. <laughs> damn. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that blew my
0: mind.
1: Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, shit. So, you don't know, magic when you're, when you're in it that personally. It feels a lot different than when you're sitting, you
3: know, yeah, well, far mm-hmm.
1: away, yeah. About 30 feet from a, from a stage, right? Huh. So, damn.
2: I'm still kind of mind
1: blown. <laughs> I know, right?
2: <laughs> so what's the biggest crowd you've uh, performed for?
1: Um probably 800. Okay. Wow. 800. Wow, yeah. that's so huge. This is a, one of those corporate events where they had a lot of people and you know, hmm. it's just So yeah.
0: It's it's funny too. So you so you kind of I want to say I don't want to say peaked, but you got to 800 and mm-hmm. now you're kind of coming back to the more intimate crowd. Yeah. Or would are you planning on ever going to a bigger crowd or are
1: you kind of Maybe. I like the maybe. more intimacy. Like, you know, I, I grew up doing uh, like, uh, you know, fraternities and fraternity college, that type of thing of magic. Right. So I think my first love has always been that real intimate close up magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love being on the stage and kind of doing some of the bigger, you know, the on stage and things because there's a lot of choreography and there's music and there's a lot of th- those things that I really love. So mm-hmm. I love that theater part of magic. 'Cause it's very different, right? You're 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 not as casual, everything's very blocked and set and scripted and those type of things. And I do like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I do I still do that. I guess I don't miss it yet because I still do it a lot for corporate events.
0: Oh, okay,
3: yeah. Right. So I
1: still I haven't you know, I still do it. I just don't do it publicly where you buy tickets to come to yeah. see the show, right? Oh, okay. um, and so uh, we uh, I still do it. And I and I still miss it when I don't do it after a while. So I don't know if I'll I, I might go back to doing that you know and sometimes you can buy tickets to the show Yeah, but I still I you know we do it a lot for corporate events and so I, I still get the chance to do that uh, you know like that, that that version of the show kind of the bigger stuff you know yeah. so yeah, they're all good I mean I think uh, right now Magic Unplugged definitely is my baby and hopefully yeah. we can grow it and you know I, I really love this the, being able to interact with people closely like that and
0: yeah, well, you can see the the expression, and you feel the excitement, you yeah, know, yeah. in the room, and
1: you hear every comment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you hear the comments, and you know that kind of thing. So, yeah,
2: that's cool. Uh, shoot, what was I gonna ask? It slipped my mind. I think is uh, one of the more important things you said at the beginning was that your parents were super encouraging. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times when people have different dreams or like you know, entertainment type dreams, the parents could be like. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. You should be a lawyer. You should yeah, be a right. doctor. Sure, sure. You know, what do you think about how your parents, you know, influenced
1: your direction? You know, I, as a parent, I, I get that. I understand it. Mm-hmm. Right. I understand that you don't want your kid to starve. You don't want them to, you know, right, uh, do that. And so the you know, the uh, you know, the common consensus is obviously, you know, right, you go get college degree, you make sure you have that base, you know, right? And that's what my parents did for me, and that that was fine. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think times have changed, though, about that, right? I think before, for my parents, yeah, you get that college degree, then you're never going to start if you have a college degree, Mm -hmm. right? Today, I don't know if that's so true, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, colleges are just changed a lot today, right? It isn't like what it is before. And when you Mm -hmm. come out, it's still different. And so I think today is a little bit... There's also an easier time to make money and to start your own business than ever before. Mm -hmm. So, for example... If you, I don't know, let's say you bake cookies really good. I don't know, right? Let's say you're just awesome at baking cookies. Uh You could make a business selling cookies online by just being online. That's true. You could. You couldn't do that 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. You you had cookies. You would have to go set up a thing out in some farmer's market and that would be expensive or you would have to get, right? You couldn't just say, hey, I can get on, you know, an Etsy shop or whatever it is that, you know, right? You're selling baby clothes or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can make it. So today, I think if you had, so before things seemed kind of foo foo y, like, mm. we're gonna make a living selling cookies, <laughs> <you know? Yeah. laughs> baby clothes, what do you, yeah. you, know? But, you, know, you know, how many baby clothes can you sell? But that, today is not the case, mm-hmm. right? The internet and the social media and mm-hmm. the e commerce. Have changed everything, oh, right? Yeah. On Amazon, you can pay forty dollars and they ship things for you, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And you 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 can send them things and sell whatever you can sell, right? But it's all about your hustle. It's about how good you can make your online store or online presence and market, right? So I would say that for parents today, and even for me, if your child has a dream, has something that would from your generation it sound ridiculous, it's probably not that ridiculous today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what hasn't changed is. My parents and, and, you know, that generation's work ethic, hmm. that's what's changed, yeah. right? If you can combine, if, you as, if you're listening to this and you're 16 or 19 or whatever, you know, right, 12, and you, 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 you want to do something that by conventional wisdom is like, you know, you're going to starve, right? Yeah. You, know, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. If you take that passion and you really love it and you take the work ethic of old, I think you'll be fine. I think mm-hmm. you'll succeed at it. Mm-hmm. I think you'll be very successful. I think you can make a living on it, you know. But you know, you gotta, you, you gotta, gotta start young. You gotta work at it, right? When you're young, you have all this time in the world to take risk and build something. Mm-hmm. So don't waste your time, right? Yeah. So from parents, I think it's you know it's it's uh, you know I, I think it's definitely good to encourage your child to follow and pursue their passions, and if they fall and they starve a little bit okay they yeah. learn from that yeah right and they learned a value of reaching for something mm-hmm. right so if they're 25 and they're starving that's okay that's not gonna kill them yeah you know they'll survive
0: yeah <laughs> it's good for the character too. <laughs> it's good for
1: the character that's all right
0: <laughs> no yeah. that is smart too because uh, you're right the internet and everything like that has changed yeah. the game yeah. so you're like being that kind of wild dreamer you can succeed yeah. but like you said you have to work yeah. you have to work really hard
1: yeah it's not Uh, easy yeah i mean you guys you know you guys you guys have this wonderful setup here and and, you know you're gonna put on youtube and you guys gonna do this and you know what? All it takes is one, right? All yeah. it takes is one thing, and then the next thing you know, you guys are like, "Oh my god, I got people lining up the door. We're getting monetized. We're getting this." Right? Yeah. You couldn't do that, right? Think about it. Mm-hmm. Think about twenty years ago. You go, oh, me and a friend's just gonna sit here and talk. they will be like, "Yeah, and what? <laughs> <laughs> what you and your neighbor are gonna hear it? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. you know? Then what are you gonna do with it? Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Your uncle Joe's gonna hear it, and, you know? And like, then what, right? Yeah. yeah. You never, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah. now, this absolutely makes sense. You definitely could, right? Yeah. There's a lot of avenues you can do it, right? Huh. To take it from its own.
0: So do you feel like the, not necessarily e-commerce, but internet and social media, do you feel like that's changed magic at all in terms of how it's yeah, being used and played and et cetera?
1: Yeah, you know what? Um, that's a great question. That's a really, really good question. And that's something where in the magic community, um, it's been a big source of contention. Mm. actually not so much anymore because the, the, the discussion has obviously been answered but when you know YouTube and, and, and uh, all these different things started coming out there was a, a big contention in magic that that's going to kill magic mm. and it's funny because you talked mm. about the question earlier we talked about negative and positive magicians actually by lot are actually very negative people <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about, about our, our, our thing and every generation at some point thinks it's going to kill magic mm. I don't know why. Even David Kotb, when you look back now, it sounds ridiculous because he's one of the greatest magicians to ever live and probably will go down as the greatest one who's ever lived. But when he f- was younger and he came out and he did magic so different, people back then, and I wasn't a lie back then, but you know, right? I've heard people mm-hmm. back then going, oh, this is going to kill magic. Hmm. Right? Because he was coming out and he was dressing like a rock star. He had yeah. all these, right? He wasn't, corny and cheesy he didn't have he was very different right he he did magic that was very different mm-hmm. and people the magicians felt oh that's just going to kill the art of magic because mm-hmm. he's you know right he you know he's going to make it so that it's not even magic it's just yeah right? a show or whatever yeah. yeah right he's you know the way he dances with the girls and all it's very different and mm-hmm. it's it was fresh it was innovative and all these different things but obviously he excelled magic yeah and then so it was the same thing with internet oh there's a lot of reveals Right. Yeah. Honestly, these days, if people want to learn anything, they can go and look it up. Yeah. Right. Our job as a magician is to try to disguise a method so that when you go look it up, there's no real way to find, oh, this is exactly how he does it. Yeah. That's why the storytelling and things are important. But by and large, if you really want to know how a magician does something, if you really, really want to know, you'll find it. Yeah. That's just what it is. And so magicians thought, oh, that's just going to kill magic. That's just going to kill magic. But if you don't advance, if you don't get out there on these platforms, magic will just die on its own. <laughs> right yeah. You want to kill it it'll just die on its own right And that's what happened in the in, you know right the, before the last 10, 12 years. Magic was not on the public um, persona's uh, form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. People just didn't think about it. They didn't hate it, they didn't love it. it was just not in the public consciousness yeah. But with YouTube and Fool Us and Now You See Me, the movies, right? And yeah. you know, things like that, it became a lot more back into now. But magic's, mm-hmm. you know, right? People really love it as entertainment. yeah But magicians, because our core con- or community is keeping secrets, it's very easy for us to shelter out and mm. close out from everybody. Yeah. But you can't do that. That's the way to kill an art. Yeah. So yeah, you're going to get exposure. You're going to get people. And this is uncomfortable for older magicians because what secrets and magic is the most important thing yeah but that's not the most important thing the most important thing is to get new blood Mm. right so youtube magic has inspired a whole generation of magicians Mm -hmm. and they do magic different than i do and they're great right so some of them yeah maybe they can't perform in front of a live audience as much because they haven't had the experience they can only perform in front of a camera but so what so what, right? Mm. That they'll grow and they'll learn. The people who want to perform, they'll perform. The people that don't want to, but at least magic is still growing yeah. instead of just dying out when people don't think about it, right? So mm. yeah, so to answer your question a long way. It's it's definitely changed magic, but in my opinion, it's changed it for the better, much mm-hmm. better, right? Because you you're it's fresh and it's you're bringing new things and new concepts and new innovations and right, or you're taking old things and making it new. Yeah, you know, um, like the Instagram trick I was telling you about the concept the core concept and magicians will know it if they, see the, if they see the trick most magicians probably know how I do it but it's not a new concept but using someone's phone on in Instagram is very new mm-hmm. yeah that's new Huh? and that's something that you don't see in many shows right and that's what people say they go I've never seen anyone do a trick with my phone on Instagram <laughs> right but yeah. the concept's old but without Instagram, I couldn't package it that way. Yeah, right. I, see, so make it fresh. So yeah. what
2: what made you want to do the Instagram trick, like how did it come about?
1: Um, I you know well so the way I do magic is I don't I don't I don't find a trick because before and a lot of it I do that I used to do this I find a trick that I really love and then I go now how do I tell a story around it? Hmm. Right? Yeah. How do I tell a story around it? But these days, I find a concept I love and then I see. Well, can I find a trick that matches it? Mm-hmm. And I find that to be a lot better workflow for me. Anyway, right? Everybody's workflow is a little different. I find that to be a lot more genuine. Instead of finding a trick and then force trying to force a story around a trick, and that makes the trick the kind of the alter. Right? You put that on the pedestal. The trick or the illusion or the methods the pedestal. The way I do it now is like in this case where I, I read the thing where I go, you know, don't pre- don't compare your behind the scenes to other people's highlight oh, rooms. that makes, yeah. makes sense. And that. It, on a concept, that's a great piece of advice yeah. mm-hmm. for today and especially for young people right that grew up in social media. So then oh, yeah. I go, well, how do I then find a method to de- demonstrate this?
0: Hmm.
1: right? So then I make the story or the message the pedestal. Nice. And then right so that's the pedestal, and then the trick or the method or the illusion is just to support it and tell the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is I might go, well, here's the message I want. I'm gonna try this method or this trick, but you know what? That didn't deliver it very well. I'm gonna try another one but the message doesn't change I'm just yeah. trying a different right I'm just trying I'm just altering the the, the method and telling the story mm. so I so, so in that sense you know um, that's how that came about gotcha because mm-hmm. that line kind of made me go well how do I want to tell that story mm-hmm. and then using Instagram seemed like a logical thing yeah. to do anyway
0: well that's awesome too because you are adding more value than just like hey check out this trick see ya it's yeah. more like hey check out this trick and here's a takeaway yeah. from this trick it's yeah. like yeah it was cool and entertaining but yeah. this is the message behind it and then people leave like dang like yeah. they're looking at a post on instagram <laughs> it's like some dude on a yacht with a whole bunch of chicks you're right. like and well i remember what he was saying I oh, whatever screw that guy. P- right and then yeah, you're yeah, like
1: yeah. oh man i just you know i i just this thing happened at work and it sucked and I'm fighting with my girlfriend or whatever. And then you hopefully think, you know what? I'm not going to, that's my behind the scenes This disguise. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope that, it, you know, that they at least have that little, little thing in the head that goes, Oh, you know what? I remember that. Okay. I don't feel so bad.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's great value. So are you into uh, sports or anything else other than um,
1: magic? Yeah. I love football. love basketball. Okay. Um, you know, those are the two sports I really love. I mean, I don't get as much time to watch, either anymore but mm-hmm. definitely you know for the NBA, uh, nba playoffs i always love trying to tune in and try to catch playoffs mm-hmm. uh sports uh, you know grew up here so you know de- so definitely a niners fan they're terrible but still you know niners fan and um so yeah so i i you know it's i love just being able to hang out with my brother and family and watch sports and, and and things i don't do it as much as as i want to now these days but yeah mm-hmm. so definitely football basketball okay how long have you uh, been married your wife uh, this year was uh, five years. Wow. Congrats. And thank you. That's thank awesome. You. Yeah. Was Still she
0: always, uh, sorry to interrupt you, was she always like super supportive of the magic when she got in the relationship? Was he like, oh, let, let me help out. Let's do this. Let's do this. No. No? <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: No. No wife is like that. Trust me. <laughs> There's not a woman in the world that goes, oh, this sounds great. I'm going to help out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's only great when you're watching it. Yeah. Right, It's not great when you get behind the scenes. And so, no, she she wasn't involved in it when we first started dating at all, you know, at all. And, uh, but when we got married, then she slowly started to help out and, and you know, and she's definitely taking the business to a different level mm-hmm. for sure. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I uh, I definitely wouldn't, I don't think we would be where we are. I wouldn't be where I was without her in terms of the business side of things. But, you know, uh, yeah, so even when she met me, I was, in fact, I when I met her, I was coming back from a show. Mm-hmm. i don't wow. stop by and and uh, you know uh, and, and just randomly just had met her i was coming back from a show so you know she um yeah it was always fun for her to watch but uh, if you ask her i'm sure she'll tell you it was a lot more fun as a girlfriend than as a wife <laughs> 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 so yeah so she's like
2: your manager almost
1: she is yeah. there you go she does a good job you know she sees and i try to you know a lot of people ask her right and you'll and you if you if you come to the magic unplug and you stand next to her you'll she'll, she gets it all the time all right you know how he does it tell me how he does it she gets that all the time right? i bet right and so she she will always say that she tries not to know she tries not to purposely see it mm-hmm. or know it because if she wants to know it she could see me doing it she knows right yeah. she tries to just because for her if she doesn't know it, it's fun for her too mm-hmm. so i would say that most of the stuff that we do she knows some of it she knows 100 mm-hmm. i would say most of it she knows 50 percent or less Oh wow, uh-huh. most of it she still knows 50% or less. Hmm. And the ones that she hates the most are the ones that she knows 100%. <laughs> 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 so, oh, yeah. yeah, there was there was one there's one that I don't do as much anymore in my old show. And it's a uh, it's a, you know, it's it's a one trick that is an illusion that everybody loves like if you see it everybody will love it like a hundred percent across the board and it's my finale people love it she hates it <laughs> she hates it because she knows exactly how it works a hundred percent and she sees me grueling spending a year two years really kind of gruelingly make that work and getting her and does this look good does this look good does this look good and she hates it so much <laughs> so when people go up to her and go oh my god that was amazing oh no. and she has to just uh-huh <laughs> uh-huh. She has to smile at you and go, yeah, yeah, that's great.
0: That's great. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man. So have you ever had an experience, because I know, like I was saying before, the few times I've seen you uh, do magic, there have been some people who almost got a little bit aggressive that they mm-hmm. couldn't figure out the trick. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had someone, like, actually, like, yelling at you, like, tell
1: me how you did it?
0: Because you said you work around a lot of drug people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I imagine. Oh, a lot.
1: Yeah, we all oh, I mean countless right especially when you're doing close-up right mm-hmm. not so much when you come to a public show because there's a um, there's a social IQ there's a social norm that keeps people from being too aggressive yeah. in a public show mm-hmm. you pay tickets you're in a nice event yeah you, you, you know I mean there's a there's a social norm that keeps people from being too much of a right yeah but when you're doing um, close-up magic like for corporate events and especially for Christmas parties and things where people get really drunk <laughs> you get that right so um, I've had so I was performing one time for a company, I forgot what they did, but they were, these people were literal scientists, Hmm. right? You know, they're a scientist, like they're all, they're like, you know, three PhDs kind of people, right? Mm -hmm. And I did the thing and it's just a silent, it's a mouse. Nobody reacts, nobody thinks, but they would (laughs) huddle up in these like focus groups, like in the party, they would just focus and they would try to dissect the the thing. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's <laughs> like little focus groups around yeah. the party. I'm like, this is the worst party ever, right? But <laughs> <laughs> they enjoy this is what they do. Yeah, and yeah. so one guy comes to me and he goes, Okay, so we've talked about it and we don't every time we think you could do this, but we go, No, oh, but you did this, so that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And he goes, So you're not we're not gonna let you leave until you tell us. And I and I <laughs> He was serious. <laughs> he goes, no, you, you, you have to now tell us. We've tried things, so now tell us. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I go, I shit. can't tell you. He goes, but you have to tell us now. We, He was, like, dead serious.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah? That's scary. I'm like, uh. I gotta he, go. was like, he goes,
1: no, but he goes, no, we've tried, so now just go ahead and tell us now. <laughs> you can tell us. I'm like, I, I'm like, I, don't, I don't think you get the concept Seriously? here. You know? <laughs> 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 right. he, but they just... Yeah, you didn't. And so, so then did I, you tell him or what? No, I didn't tell him. No, no I
3: didn't
1: tell him. <laughs> slid out the back. Right? Yeah, slid, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, you know, out the back door. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then, so I get that, and I get, you know what's funny, right? The, you would think, to, so the, most the guys are verbally, tell us, come on, oh, you just yeah. did that. They're verbally aggressive, but they're mm-hmm. not very much, they're not very physical, the guys. Mm-hmm. The guys aren't, right? The girls, though women some of them when they get drunk they're really physically aggressive um. <laughs> they don't so much as they get sometimes like oh I had to but what they do is that they grab things mm. they'll grab stuff out of you they'll like pull your pants and see there's i mean there's they're crazy oh
2: wow they really
1: are very huh. like they would have no problems getting you know yeah yeah because they huh. you know right it's just a thing. what are you going to do yeah what are you going to do right, yeah, right, right. Like, yeah, yeah the guys have a little bit more you know like a little bit more of a respect about that yeah. because you know you don't have to touch a guy right but the, the, yeah, you know, they have no problem just you know like going in yeah where is the, it the, give me the card and Like, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they'll oh, do man. all
2: that stuff right your wife's standing right there like <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. They do that.
1: Yeah. So then you know there's and so you know there's in yeah you have to deal with that right you have to deal with some of that you know trying to get that barrier and stuff and so you know we find little ways around it and things you know but yeah sometimes it's shocking sometimes it's shocking how like they just come out of nowhere and things and so. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll show you one more, I'll show you one more that then this is and I'll, I'll tell I'll show you the trick and I'll, I'll tell you a story about what had happened about mm-hmm. it so you can go ahead and record if you want yeah. So um, this is a uh, anyway so my uh, like I said you know I, my parents uh, they would uh, watch shit that doesn't work right I said mm-hmm. earlier so my dad one day came to me he goes hey do you um do you think you can make any money on this <laughs> he asked me do you know how to make money do you think you can make money on this? And I was a kid, like, I don't know. So I, I got hired for this little kid's birthday party in the neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was a kid, right? So I got paid like five bucks, right? Like one, two, three, four, five, right? And you can feel there are just $1 bills, right? right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, I, I, I went to my parents. I said, hey, I'm so excited, right? I got uh, paid five bucks, you know? And, uh, and then my dad goes, hey, you learned how, to, learned how to make money. I go, no, I just learned how to get paid, but this is how <laughs> I make money. Just do this, you see. But they're real. Oh, yeah, but look, that's real. Here, check it out.
2: What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that is real.
0: That's
1: real. Yeah, nuts. they're real money, right? And so. <laughs> you just
2: had four ones, though. It was five oh, I, ones. Was five, five ones, money. I mean. <laughs> what the hell?
1: I literally just touched it. It was. Yeah, wow. It's so, uh, yeah, so anyway, so I, I, I do that trick sometimes on uh, close-up uh, routines, you know, strolling like and things. And this uh, woman takes the money, and she crumbles it, and she puts it down her shirt, and she goes, now come and get it. <laughs> <laughs> you like, oh, I guess oh, man. you keep my 100 <laughs> Yeah. So then, well, right, is, is that aggressive. Like, then you yeah. put you in that position. So the only, and, you know, and that's never happened. So, you know, you, you just... You just have to kind of roll with it, right? So yeah. you don't want to make it be, you know, because at that point, you don't want to kind of reward that kind of yeah. Oh, yeah, thing, would, right? Because then mm-hmm. everything you start, then you, it's just her, Then everybody else starts going, well, maybe that is okay. Yeah. So I said, go ahead and keep it. And I just walked away and started doing something else. And eventually she goes, oh, I'm sorry. Here you go. And she gave it back to me, right? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, no one's going to take your hundred bucks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But if... But she thought, well, what am I going to do with it? But there's nothing to do to it, right? You yeah. just have to kind of go, hey, if you want to keep it, keep it. Congratulations, you made 100 bucks, Yeah. Huh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's the only way to do it. And then I just hope that she gave it back to me. Right? She <laughs> gave it back to me. But, you know.
3: That's crazy. So, yeah, you get
1: stuff like that. But, yeah, people get that shock because all of a sudden they see that 100 And it's that, that you know, physical reaction to seeing one just materialize and go into 100 Yeah. Right? Yeah, so it's.
2: Yeah, that was insane. That <laughs> was
0: real too. It wasn't fake. You could see right through it, and the whole little face in the
2: inside and everything. And huh? yeah, I'm still shocked. Like, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> what the hell? So, uh, as far as uh, advice you would give towards anyone, any young person coming up, if you could, could have told yourself something back then or knew something when you were younger, what would you tell?
1: Uh, as far as magic or business or B-
2: anything, as far as like life,
1: I would say for people who are young, if I had to give myself advice, is don't waste time.
2: Mm-hmm. Don't
1: waste time. Uh, take risk, take more risk when you're younger because when you get older and you start you know, having families and, 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 and having more responsibilities, you're not as mobile. Mm-hmm. right? You're not as mobile. So I would say the one advice I would tell people is take risk, take a lot of risk, and don't waste time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: right? If you're 15 or 16 or something like that, yeah, it's great to hang out with your friends, it's great to just kind of bum around, do nothing, drink beer, but at the end of the day, if you want to live like, if you want to have a life better than everybody else, you have to do things different than everybody else, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah, it, it does suck that you can't, you know, spend time as much with your friends and kind of go to bars and do those things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, those things don't really advance your life, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So spend more time taking the risks, spend more time, don't waste time, right? Spend more time taking risks and trying different things. Mm-hmm. And I would say that would be the best thing. It doesn't matter what you do, right? It doesn't matter what it is, right? It, it doesn't matter, it could be art, not art, business, whatever, right? So don't don't waste time. I would say that would be the best advice. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's
0: awesome. So, kind of taking that, is there anything that you look back and regret? I feel like you're a person with no regrets. I feel like you <laughs> kind of played the yeah. played the cards right. If you were. yeah, but the, yeah. <laughs> so <fun agenda>. yeah. <laughs>
1: I think we all have regrets, right? I mean, I think we all have regrets that we should have done. I think that, that the saying is true, right? That you never regret the things that you do, the mistakes you make. You always regret the things you don't do. Yeah. So most of my regrets are things, the chances I didn't take, hmm. right? Maybe, you know, saying no to this or being fearful about something. And, you know, maybe I had an opportunity to like, you know, uh, make this connection or do this show. or But I was like, oh, this guy's not going to talk to me. He's too important. And, you know, and and... and I don't know where that would have went, right? Mm -hmm. that would have, because now this, I don't have that now. And I know that there's a lot of chances I take that opens up doors to me that I never would have thought just because I took that chance. And now I think back, oh, you know, there's a lot of times where I didn't talk to that guy or didn't introduce Mm. myself to this person or someone said, hey, would you want to do this? And I go, yeah, okay, sure. And then didn't really do it because I didn't feel like, oh, I won't be able to perform for that. It's too big. and. You know kind of fearing that so i would yeah obviously there's a lot of regrets for so not doing things but it's really around not doing anything but i i'm very lucky i would say very fortunate i mean you know in terms of you know my family and you know my uh you know my wife and you know my life now i have definitely no regrets i mean and that people beyond anything else i'm very very fortunate
0: mm-hmm. that's awesome um this <laughs> This quote from the show Arrested Development. Yeah. Oh yeah. Have you seen the show?
1: I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen parts of it. You know, right? There's know. Uh,
0: this guy named Joe who's a magician. <laughs>
1: yeah, right.
0: And every time typical, someone, yeah, yeah yeah every time someone says trick, he's like, oh, show me a trick. He's like, I don't do tricks. <laughs> tricks are for hookers. I oh. perform illusions.
1: <laughs> and that just keeps falling.
0: <laughs> I thought it was hilarious when oh, I heard man. it though.
1: Well, his character is definitely is a character that really um, reflects a lot of the magicians that take themselves too seriously
0: mm.
3: so his whole oh,
1: character his whole archetype is really actually there are magicians exactly like that, oh, that so i mean for real mm. Mm. oh man and that's why i talked about not keeping up with the times they you know i mean that hurts oh, yeah. art more than any exposure yeah and so uh yeah so he's actually believe it or not actually just kind of playing <laughs> maybe a little exaggerated but yeah, not yeah, that yeah. much mm. Mm. Not oh, that man. much. yeah <laughs>
0: Dude, you gotta check, if you haven't seen that, it's hilarious. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's hilarious. people out there actually
1: like that is, like, mind-blowing. <laughs> they take themselves very seriously. Yeah. And I was like, guys, we're not saving lives here, right? <laughs> it's entertainment. Yeah. Come on.
0: Oh,
1: shoot. Right? We're making cards jump everywhere. It is... <laughs> Let's not, oh, it's an illusion, it's tricks, it's a f- whatever. It doesn't matter, right?
2: You say there's a fear of uh, magic dying. I think people always like to be deceived. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't think, uh, I mean... I just think this is hella cool. Like, how could oh, people yeah. not like this? How could it, you know, run out of life?
1: The tricks will never... The, the, the magic and the method, the core of magic should never... What kills it is the magicians. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, it's always anything else. Like, I think uh, the people that represents a group or any entity mm. is the people that can kill the entity, not the entity itself. The mm. entity itself, it's a beautiful thing, right? Mm-hmm. And magic is one of the oldest, maybe the oldest form of entertainment yeah the first one of the first written you know documentation of magic and arguably is either from india or china it depends on kind of who you talk to but it's old (laughs) right yeah yeah. so and 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 that kind of shaman street magic Hmm. right that magic in this town square is where that started magic wasn't in a big stage that didn't come until much later Mm -hmm. much much later so this you know street magic as we call it street magic today as you see on youtube and things that's well, Richard, that's how magic really originated. Wow! Just from the town in the town square, someone sitting there, people gathering. That's how entertainment started. Mm-hmm. The vaudeville, you know, right? The you know the top hat or the you know yeah. stage and the assistant that didn't come too much, much later, mm-hmm. right? So, magic is very, very old, and it's it's human to connect to people mm-hmm. through storytelling, through being deceived, and through going, oh my god, I didn't and wonder and. Seeing something you haven't seen before that, that, those things don't die. But those things now appear in things like movies mm-hmm. and YouTube, you know, right? Yeah. Channels and depends on how people do things and storytelling and place. And so those that wonder, but nothing beats magic in terms of that, right? So that should never die. So if it dies, it's because the ambassadors, people like us, mm-hmm. don't treat it right. Yeah. Right? we make it more about us or more about the ego or more about the it's not tricks it's illusion <laughs> shit like that is what you, know, right? you know we're not keeping up with the times and yeah. you know still you know dressing like you're from the 90s and things like that Right, yeah. that's what kills it because people don't see past that they don't mm-hmm. see this right they just see that oh you're you're weird <laughs> <laughs> you're
2: just different you're just different right it's like you
1: know right? if you come up to me and go oh that was a great trick right and you go oh my god you just did a, a once a hundred such a great trick and I go <laughs> You're going to be like, Alright man, that was nice meeting you, man. <laughs> right? That would that, kill the mood I so killed, fast. I just killed it, right? Because I make you feel weird, and you feel weird, and then all of a sudden that just, whatever.
2: Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Right? Yeah. I Feel
1: how weird, how strange that would have been. Yeah. yeah. You see? It's the per- us that killed it. Anyway, it would have been right? like,
0: all right, podcast over, man. Podcast <laughs> over.
2: Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks Alvin. We're just going to
1: hit the lead here. and uh, It's not going it. to. Never post this. Never yeah, post this. We're, uh, all right, we lost it. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. So, yeah, it's the, peep, it's the people, right? Anytime, I think, you, when you represent a group, you have a responsibility to not just, you um, not just uh, be an ambassador for the people that you're representing, but you want to be able to appeal to everybody. So that way Mm. you bring people into your fold, Mm -hmm. right? I think if you're too isolated and like, this is my group and this is what we stand for, you just, you automatically push people away from your group, right? And it makes people have a bad taste in their mouth of of whatever it is that you're representing, right? So it's important to to try to be a good ambassador, you know,
2: for things. So would you say you have a favorite musician that, a musician? Magician. Magician that uh, yeah. you kind of uh, follow to this day.
1: Oh yeah, I mean David Copperfield for sure, right? Uh-huh. I mean he's the one that got that kind of like sparked the love for me, and I'm still learning a lot from him, right? Uh-huh. Um, you know when I listen, when I watch him, you know in an interview or a podcast or just you know read stuff that he writes, you know I still learn a lot from him, and you know I've met him a couple of times. He's such a oh, real cool. humble guy. He's like you would never guess how humble and how. You know, you see him do these things on stage, and he's just bigger than life, and you meet him in the back, and he's just this really soft-spoken, real humble guy. Mm-hmm. And it's his his drive for perfection is legendary in our community. Mm-hmm. And there's also a lot of guys I follow that the general public wouldn't have heard about.
3: mm mm-hmm.
1: um, uh, just magicians that, that 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 we know, you know, right in the magic community. So yeah, mm-hmm. I get a lot of inspiration from them too, and everything. But most of my inspiration for the performance actually comes from musicians, mm-hmm. and and you know people like actors and like directors, and
3: because
1: hmm. I read about okay, well, how, you know, so like you know, let's say James Cameron, right? How what was his thought about doing Terminator, or what was his thought about doing yeah Avatar, or like reading the Russo brothers, like how did they plan this Marvel universe? Yeah, how do you go freaking eleven years? <laughs> and keep people so engaged and keep it consistent everything works together yeah yeah. people are crying at the movie right how do you get them to connect to characters who before this marvel universe were actually not very big characters Mm -hmm. like captain america and iron man yeah people knew about him but right nobody really had much connection with them Mm -hmm. right past unless you're a big comic fan yeah but now these guys are like right they're in public consciousness now how do you do that how do you tell that story? How do you set those tones and stage? How do you do that? Right. That's what really more than anything else is is that's where I get my inspiration from, and that's how I learn to try to infuse magic right? and it's, uh, beyond just the magicians, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of a testament too to uh, how you said the story is the pedestal, yeah, and the illusions yeah. are the, uh, the the support. <laughs> I love that word, <laughs> <illusions>. <laughs> um But yeah, I mean, I. Kind of on a, the topic of magic dying, I don't think it could ever die, really, because like just the fact of those tricks you showed just yeah, now, yeah. it brought me so into the moment. I yeah. forgot I was doing a podcast. Oh, yeah, also, you I know, know what I mean. And it's <laughs> like you're, you're so you're so engaged, and you're just like it makes you like because I feel like a lot of times people walk around and they're like, I know how life works, everything's figured out, I got it figured out, yeah. and then you see something like that, and yeah. you're just like, like restart your brain. You're like, yeah. wait a second. Well, I thought I had a grip on things, but this like just brought me right back in the the moment.
1: I like that restart your brain is actually a very nice is a very nice term to say that. Yeah, yeah but I appreciate good. that. Thank you for saying that. That's, yeah, of we try to do these moments, and you know, I think that for me, I vow, I I have a really great love for the audience, whether we're whether they're buying tickets to a magic unplug or I'm at a bar and I'm just showing you know something like this, because even if they're not buying a ticket or they're not paying me through a corporate event, they're paying me with time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: right they're out they're having friends and i'm trying something new and i'm saying hey guys do you mind seeing this i'm a magician and i'm trying something new and 99 percent uh, of people oh, go, people yeah, love that sure. of course oh, yeah. right people have told you no like yeah there's gonna be people right <laughs> some people like no we're busy we're out leave me alone right <laughs> like a little Asshole. one percent one percent, <laughs> one percent right and uh so that's what i do right then so when we try something new i have to go out and show people mm-hmm. and and I too try to reward them by showing them something good, because I know I'm showing them something really not polished, because I'm trying it out, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then that's, the, that's that road you got to get through that. So once I show them something, they're kind of like, oh, that's good, or oh, oh, I think I saw that. I'm like, yeah, it's something new. I could, but you know what? Here, let me show you something, and at least reward their time. But mm-hmm. I still, you know, I still appreciate that they're still re- they're still paying me with their time, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to really love your audience, right? And and give them that whether I'm on, you know, whether it's an hour or two minutes, yeah, you try to. You know, restart your brain, restart your brain, so to speak, right? Yeah. You kind of give them that moment, you know, even if it's just like two minutes.
2: Have you ever tried that at like the grocery store?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh,
2: oh, sorry, here's a here's hundred. Yeah. You
1: know? That would be funny. I, so when I first started doing this uh-huh. many, many years ago, I used to do it at like coffee shops or Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And I would order what I know to be more than $5. I wear, like two drinks is more than $5, <laughs> right? So I would then, <laughs> such an asshole, right? So I would think, and I would go, oh, I only have $5. And I would do something like, can I just, is that okay? Can I just pay with $5? And of course they're going to say, no. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, here. And i will change it, I'd give a 100 <laughs> And they are like. <laughs> <laughs> that was I was so think, freaked yeah. out. Some <laughs> people probably just
0: like went along with like,
1: uh, uh like not even. And then no. I wouldn't would think a it's real. Yeah. I'd be like. take a pet out.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> they call the manager over yeah. I don't do it if there's lines law people get killed you'll kill you right? Yeah, yeah. the so if I'm like oh I'm it's not too you know, like, so I'll do that and then the manager comes over and they're like what and he, she goes do you have a pen they'll be like yeah what and then she has to explain what she just saw the guy's like what are you talking about <laughs> you <Yeah, right. laughs> crazy You're fired get out of <laughs> here <like, "Yeah>,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: no he just turned the one to, no I just need to <laughs> so I used to do that when I was practicing to see just how real because I was like are People, does it does it really look like it goes? Yeah, I don't know, right? So, I try it,
0: yeah.
3: So,
1: yeah, I so I've like, oh, the f- easiest place to try it is at like you know, fast like coffee shops and delis that you can just kind of come in and out, yeah. But did okay. you have to pay,
3: yeah? yeah. <laughs> in front,
1: you go to a restaurant, you put a credit card down, it's not the same, they leave a check, but you want to be able to go, will you just take five dollars? Is it eight dollar bill to be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. You're like, all right, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what, uh. Kind of two questions almost. So what yeah. was the first trick you learned? And do you know of like the first trick, I don't want to say ever in history, but like the first famous trick that really caught on and kind of brought uh, the artistry of magic, magic to, to light.
1: You know, I uh, my, my history, like real like long, long history is probably a little bit rough. <clears throat> um, but if you're talking about modern magic, I would say probably uh, Houdini's um, uh, uh, escape, uh, a Jacket escape, mm. was probably one of the first things that kind of brought magic to its more modern as we know it, yeah. the more modern era, right? Only because Houdini grew up during the uh, a yeah, lot of poverty where he grew up and during the depression and things. And so his idea of the straitjacket was he would always do it in uh, on the streets, like on a building where people can look up, right? Like... He would just do it he would hang himself off like a flight pool oh, wow. or something like that and he would do it off a building and his idea was um if i can escape from the straitjacket you can also escape from your situation that mm. was his message cool yeah and that's what that was his message about it so he would go different places and kind of inspire people to go i'm um, upside he's upside down like Straight jacket and if huh. he messes up he's falling i mean there's no safety net yeah. he's literally falling game over yeah, game over yeah and so he um you know, that was his message, and I think that was probably... Uh, if you go back further, uh, back then, I don't think people looked at it as a trick. They really looked at it as magic, like the snake charmers, mm-hmm. or people that uh, took um, like needles and, and put it through their their nose or Oof, their arm. Yeah. So those are probably some of the first things that, at that time, probably brought, elevated the art. Yeah.
0: Right? The kind of the shockers.
1: Shockers, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, every generation has these... These tricks um, that, but for us, for the modern era, I, w- I would probably, you know, I like go back to like Houdini where that's probably, hmm. he brought magic to more modern era doing that escape. And then his trunk escape. He would then oh, yeah. uh, d- lock himself into a safe. He would get a safe from a bank. The bank would loan him a safe. And he would go inside. And then they would drop him in the water. And he would be shackled in a safe. They would drop him in the water. And he would, he has to get out of the shackles and pick the lock and come out. Now, what's interesting, and this is where thinking outside the box is amazing with magic, is later on he would write, and I'm sharing this. Uh, magicians probably don't like, but anyway, sorry. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> They're kind of mad about things. All right, um, he would say the reason why that worked is because safes were created to keep people from breaking in, not breaking out.
0: Huh. So picking mm. a list,
1: picking a safe from the inside is not that hard. Mm. What's interesting about him was when the police shackled him, right? The police shackled him. He's using a bank safe. Totally great. And, he's, and then he, he, they strip him down to his undies. So he can't hide anything. Yeah. Um, he would, uh, and this is where talk about dedication to your art, right? He would take a key, he would swallow it. And then he regurgitate it. Wow. And that's how wow. he picks his own luck. He's still underwater. It's still dangerous as shit. Right? It's still yeah. dangerous oh, yeah. as hell, yeah. oh, right? It's no, oh, yeah. there's no question. <laughs> but,
3: Damn.
1: but you know, right? There's those, those methods. He unlocks himself and then he can pick. He's still picking. He's still. Th- I mean, so there's a lot of physicality to it. Yeah. But, you know, there's a there's a there's a method to it, right? There's a there's a reason why he can do it. But it's, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, yeah. it's not. You know. Yeah. <laughs> still a ton. It's still a lot of work. It's still very talented, very brave, all that stuff, right? Jeez. And what was your other? I'm sorry. You said that was the uh, first question. Was oh yeah.
0: Uh, what was the first trick you learned? Oh, I learned. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. So it was. Uh, oddly, I don't do this anymore as much. But the first trick I learned was a coin trick. Mm-hmm. when I was reading the books at the library and I picked and I did a coin trick, I still can do it. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I was probably better about it last, you know, before I was probably better at it when I was younger because I used to do it more. But yeah, it's the first the first trick I learned was a coin trick where you, um, where <laughs> you, take, uh, you take four quarters and you, 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 have a, you have lay a blanket on the floor or table and you have four quarters and you take um, two cards and you're covering it, and and, and then you, you would cover it, and all of a sudden the quarters would disappear and go mm. underneath the blanket. Mm. And eventually all four quarters end up underneath the blanket. Like one would disappear, and it would go underneath the blanket. And then the two, three, and then eventually all four quarters huh. go underneath the blanket. And so that was the first trick I learned.
0: That still doesn't sound easy to me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't. I just, I, that was the only trick I knew how to do for like, probably six months, because it, it took me forever to learn it, because you know that's the only thing I knew how to do back then. It was like, you know, you get a book and you just, practice it and
2: have you ever uh known anyone or i've heard a couple stories of people like actually dying doing magic yeah
1: yeah yeah have i known anybody for thankfully no uh-huh. thankfully i don't know anybody um uh you know most of the guys i know don't do too many dangerous things mm-hmm. uh, one of my friends uh you know alex uh, he he does a trunk escape at his show wow. and he has a, a fantastic show and he comes to the lesher center uh in december so cool if you get a chance to see him I highly recommend his show. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's uh, and uh, he does a escape uh, with the uh, handcuffs in a water but on stage. Wow. So you actually see him It's like a clear tank and everything. Clear tank and everything. Wow. Yeah. Dude. Last year I helped him with it last year. That's scary. Huh. And it's frightening. It really is. <laughs> it is <laughs> no tr- <I'm, laughs> you, you know, know right and I I know how it works and I'm like, "Shit, dude." Seriously? This is, you know, and um so yeah, and so but I don't know anybody. In fact, on Netflix there's a Netflix special called uh Magics, I can't remember what it's called now. But it's a gentleman. He's a fantastic magician, and um, DMC is a or D M DMC. Yeah, DMC is his name, his uh, name, and he uh, does a uh, a show that he goes and does repeats the trick that's killed magicians. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> shit yeah oh my gosh death by magic I think is what it is (laughs) and he's a phenomenal magician super classy guy super elegant just really great sleight of hand artist Mm -hmm. but he got this Netflix special which is huge I'm so happy for him he's a fantastic you know magician and it's called death by magic I think is what it is I hope I'm not getting that wrong but it's on Netflix you can find it and it's he goes and he does the tricks that have killed magicians throughout time and he tries to repeat it Oh, Damn. Man.
2: Yeah. I got to see that.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's crazy. I feel like I'll be anxious watching it the whole time knowing that it's like, well, someone died before. <laughs> right. I <don't> yeah.
1: <laughs> and not only that, if, if I recall, and I don't know if he does that with every single one, but he actually goes back to the site. Oh
0: you know? my god. So he
1: doesn't just recreate it like in a stage or in a thing. He actually goes back to the thing. is like, well, over here is when this guy was like, I think one trick was he's, someone was tied up, a car was coming, he had to escape from the box and he didn't, the car hit him and get, you know. So you're like, this is where he died. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! And so this is where I'm gonna try, you know, it's like. Ooh, sh- he puts himself getting...
2: in that element. Ugh. Yeah. Right, it's like, wow, that's crazy. It's like, this is where that's this
1: insane. person died, right? It's very, you know. Intense. <laughs> yeah, and it, they have to kind of do some like coordinates because obviously times have changed, buildings come up and yeah, they yeah. have to go, well, this is, this wasn't here when this happened, but yeah. they have to kind of, I think, estimate, like, oh, this is where it was, you know? Wow. So I walk into a house and going, this is the bedroom someone died in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna sleep here tonight, you know, that kind of thing, right, you know? yeah. So yeah, good for, I mean, very, I mean, you know, any, so that's what I'm saying, those kind of things, I really love, right, I'm a magic fan first, yeah, right? And so I love seeing that, right? And some people go, oh, you know, it's on Netflix and there's camera edits and this and that. There's always gonna be some camera edits because you're on a TV show, mm-hmm. right? That's just what it is. But at the end of the day, it's still a great idea and it's still a fresh idea. Oh, yeah. and it brings people on board and people binge it. It's like, I don't know how many episodes, 12, 13, whatever it is, right? That's mm-hmm. hmm. so That's
0: great. So I've seen uh, a trick. I think a lot of people do it. I think they call it like the, what's it called? It's like the stomach aquarium
1: or something. Oh, do you know what David I'm talking Blaine's, about? David uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, to so me, a, that's insane. Oh, like, so
1: crazy. That nice. guy is... <laughs> That guy is amazing. Have you heard about
0: that one? Where, like, so he'll have, like, I guess he'll, like, swallow frogs and they'll live in his stomach. And then, like, the key, he'll regurgitate it.
2: I've seen this, I think, on Instagram.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he, yeah, he's a crazy. And so that's a real thing. Uh, He, uh, so the thing about David Blaine is he is a phenomenal sleight-of-hand magician. Mm -hmm. But what he really loves doing is pushing himself in his Mm -hmm. body, right? Mm -hmm. And so what he does is he goes and finds these people that does this stuff. Like if you think about the old, the traveling circus,
3: hmm.
1: where people did the, like kind of the, the freak show, yeah. you know, right? Mm-hmm. And people swall- sword swallowing, or all these kind of weird things. Back then that was the entertainment, right? They would find these people around the world that has these kind of anomalies. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have like their throat is, you know, a certain way so that that allows them to do that. yeah. And they would find these people and they would put them you know, in the circus and they would travel and these, these like freak, they call it the freak show, right? Yeah, It's yeah, politically incorrect to say it now, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's what it is, right? And it, it's, it's like mutants. It's like modern day mutants. Think about yeah. X-Men. Right? It's mm-hmm. modern day X-Men, right? Yeah. So he would find these people that can legitimately do these things and they would train him to do it. Wow. Right? And he would work however long it takes him to do it. Right, he would hire them, and he has the money and the team to do it. But still, it's dangerous, right? Yeah. Or like swallowing uh, kerosene and blowing it out, and right, and he has to hold it in the stomach for only a certain amount of time, and all these different things. Like like he has this one trick. You go to a show where he sews his like he puts a needle through his mouth, right, through his lips, Ugh. right. But he has certain things in there that he's done, you know, through or or, or through his hand. It, it, he, he actually puts a hole in his hand by slowly putting a small needle and a bigger needle until there's actually a hole where you can actually put it through his hand. Right? There's no wow. shortcut around that, right? This yeah. Really, he's really doing it. He's not Shit. puncturing himself. He's not like he's doing all over the place, but he is doing that one plug. spot over and right? over. And he's not saying, he's saying, this is what I did. <laughs>
2: right? Oh he's gosh. not hiding
1: that fact, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, man. It's insane. Then he like walk on water? no I think that was that well, one Chris that, Angel yeah Chris that, Angel. that guy, yeah. That's
0: that's the dude. guy how do you feel about him yeah right. a, he's I like feel like a lot of people don't like him, him. What, yeah. you guys,
1: what do you guys think what I, do you guys, when, if you guys say that the Chris Angel what do you guys think uh,
0: I think your, of like I think of fake magic I'm not gonna okay. lie that's my fake first magic. instinct yeah I just think, think of
2: the guy on TV that does magic uh huh you know what I mean Yeah. I don't have any ill will against him. I right.
0: I feel like I've just seen so many like clips and videos and comments about him that yeah. are like, oh, dude, this guy's a
2: blah 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 blah
0: blah, blah blah like all negative. He does negative. get hated on a lot. Yeah. yeah. That.
1: And when you say, when you when you talk about David Blaine, you, is it what do you think about like what's your kind of your first uh
0: I think of like real a, magic. A, more of yeah, like a I guess real magic or more let's say like more like established. Professional. Yeah, more of a established Like people kind of respect him in the industry of magic. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. It's interesting that you guys say that because obviously you're not in the industry conversations. And so it's interesting for me to hear, because sometimes we get in our echo chamber.
0: Yeah. Or our Mm -hmm. bubble,
1: right? So it's really interesting for me to hear what people say on the outside. So, you know, Chris Angel is a, he's a very hard worker. He's a Mm. very, very hard worker. He is tireless and he is a good, he does uh, celebrity well right he's a he does yeah. stardom well yeah. right and so he is uh, now doing um, planet hollywood he has a new show at planet hollywood mm. he just did like a 10-year run at the luxor wow and everything so the reason why chris angels uh, gets as much hate uh, you know from the community and even just kind of the per- public perception of him is that way is because he when he did mind freak okay mind oh, freak yeah that's, that's that cool was word. yeah mind freak and if you go back, and I think it's even on Netflix or definitely you can watch it on YouTube. If you go back and watch season one of uh, Mind Freak, it feels very much like David Blaine's stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Everything that you saw in season one, he can, I don't have to think about every single one, but ninety at least 90%, he can do it for you if he walked in here.
3: Hmm.
1: Wow. Right? Because he, they had all this time to plan for that season one and all that magic was, as you said, more real. Mm-hmm. The problem with TV schedule is as season two and three and four and five and six went on he had to do i forgot mind freak was like an hour a week i think wow i think there's a lot to you there's no i don't care how big your team is i don't care how much money a and e gave him you cannot perfect magic that much magic in a, a tv schedule mm. to put it in perspective is this david copperfield one of the probably the smartest man right most creative most inventive right all the accolades back when he was doing a TV show. It was one hour. It took him a whole year to do that one hour. Wow. And he would tour it, he would put it in his show, and then he would only take the best of it and then he would make that a TV special. Wow. Sometimes it would take him two years to just get that one year and he would just hold it back and then he would, right, he would work on it for two years and then, and then, right, and then do it on his special. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, as someone like David Copperfield to do a one hour special, it takes him a year with his team and his money. You're getting someone like new like Chris Angel to do an hour a week you're going to take shortcuts. Yeah, for there's sure. There's no way you can come up with enough good magic. There's no way. Huh. So then you start doing stooges. You start using camera edits. You yeah, start doing all yeah. these things. And like I said earlier, the audience is smart. Yeah. Eventually, even if you don't know magic, oh, it feels fake. Yeah. It feels dead, dead right? Yeah. You just don't have a good feeling. And he went six or seven seasons. And so the problem is when he got his show at Deluxe Luxor, he had a big following. Like I said, he does fame really great. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to learn from him in terms of how to market yourself and all the things, Right. And, but when he did the show, the show got panned by critics up and down because people went in expecting to see Mind Freak. Yeah. They've had six years or seven years of Mind mm. Freak, right? He's cutting people's head open in the middle of Las Vegas Boulevard. Come on, right? There's yeah. no way, right? That's just movie magic, right? Yeah. He goes and his show was just doves and old stuff and people were like, what? In the hell is yeah. this <laughs> right it was this really old magic it just wasn't and he wasn't a great sage performer because that's just what right this wasn't what he did right this wasn't what he did and so yeah and it, and, and you know to his credit he worked at it and worked at it and worked at it and i think the show was much better near the end of his run and now he's got this new show that i haven't seen the new show and i've heard that it was pretty good so mm. you know it's uh you know right he paid for that fame too, yeah. right because he got panned a lot a ton, yeah. by the critics by magicians by critics by everybody right
0: huh. that makes a lot of sense because i feel like the one trick i saw was uh that stuck to me was like he made an elephant disappear or something mm-hmm. but there was like a clear camera cut yeah I'm like, okay they just paused and they walked that elephant out yeah right and then he started up the camera <laughs> so, yeah
1: right 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 yeah so you have to yeah <laughs> When you're doing that so that's the and this is what david copperfield always says about when his special he goes anything i can do on television when you come to my show, I do it live.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. In
1: magic, yeah. that's huge. And, you know, that's true of his time. It's even true today. Wow. Because back then, only the network TV, only people who are real professionals can do any kind of camera TV edit. Mm-hmm. Today, you can do it on YouTube.
3: Yeah.
1: A, a, you know, a 19-year-old kid with, with you know, right, with a little bit of talent can make anything look good on, on camera. Yeah. So today, it's even more important that... You say, look, if you see me do it on a video, you see me do it on YouTube, when you come to my show, I got to be able to do it live for you. Yeah. yeah, That's even more important now.
0: Huh? That's big. Well, shoot. My camera's overheating a little bit. <laughs> I feel like we're probably overheating. Want to wrap it up? Yeah, an hour and 30 minutes. I think that's pretty solid. Wow, really? Time flies. That
1: time flies? I yeah. I had no idea it went that long. That was yeah. smooth.
0: Yeah, no, that was fun. You guys are
1: amazing. I mean, the questions you guys have is like... Like you guys, it's so thank natural. You. Yeah, you guys are really good interviewers. Thank you. And hands down, you guys Appreciate are that. best interview, probably best interview I've ever had. Wow, oh, that's cool.
0: That's that's nice to hear. Yeah, really interesting. <laughs> questions. keeps us going. Appreciate that. Yeah,
1: you made me think today. You guys have some really interesting questions. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for coming. Is there so with your show, uh, Magic Unplugged?
1: Yeah, right? yeah. Cannon. Is that to my, so uh, my next show is going to be at Ken Cannon. Okay. Um, I haven't announced the, uh, the tickets are on sale yet, you know, right. But it's going to be on sale in July sometime. Okay. And uh, you'll see it on my site. Uh, you can just go to uh, magic unplugcom Cool. magic unplugcom or you can come find me in any social media. as uh, at magic of Alvin Louie cool um, and uh, yeah so you know obviously love to see you guys at the show and yeah, oh fun, yeah. Man, so. I'll,
2: I'll be there man I'll come have a glass of wine and watch some magic yeah, yeah fun. Definitely, like a good time.
1: definitely and uh, and I haven't forgotten I'll teach you a trick when the camera goes off oh for sure, sure. but I appreciate you guys having me on man you guys are yeah. a lot of fun well, yeah, definitely. awesome. Well,
0: thank you. And then, so when Magic Unplugged, you said you're doing a series. Are you talking about TV, YouTube? Are you recording it or just all live? It's all live. Okay, all cool. It's all live. Sweet. Yep.
1: Perfect. It's only live. You only see it live. You won't see it on YouTube. I won't mm-hmm. record it. It's there we go. Like that. Yep. So, it's <laughs> the only time you see that version of that show, Magic Unplugged, is when you come to the show and see it. And so, we want to make it so it's very exclusive. I don't do it for corporate events, I don't do it for private parties. Cool. You only see it. And I think that's an honor to the people who've spent the time to buy the tickets to come yeah. see the show. I want them to say, look, this isn't something where you're going to walk into a bar. And all of a sudden, I'm in a corner doing magic, like, <laughs> yeah. right? And I think that devalues yeah. their, you know, right their 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 time and their money. And so I want to say, look, when you come to the show, this is the only time and the only setting you'll see this version of the, you know, this show.
2: Do you let people record the actual magic show, or are you done?
1: So this is funny. My wife and I were just kind of talking about that. You mm-hmm. know, these days with phones and things, there's a certain level of acceptance of recording, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everywhere you go. We do say at the beginning of the of the, of the show, right? We just say uh, we tell you're welcome to take pictures. Take all the pictures you want. You know, tag as a you know, hashtag magic unplug, uh, But we ask that you don't uh, do a re- video recording. Mm-hmm. Because magic, once you record it, you put it out there the punchline is right the the Uh, surprise is gone right Mm -hmm. and if if you enough people record and it gets around then right but nevertheless that's a reality people by and large are very respectful Mm -hmm. I've had a few people record uh, and usually they record because someone from their party is up doing something and they want to Oh,
0: uh, yeah, right? that makes sense. N-
1: I have not had anyone just sit there and record the whole show. Yeah. I haven't had that. If they do that, I probably would just say, hey, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. what are you doing? But, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, because it's such an intimate thing, you don't want to set the tone to go, like, hey, don't record, right? Because then that kind of ruins the environment too. So yeah. we, just, we assume that people will be classy enough to not record the whole show. If they want to do do a clip because they're friends up there, I'm fine with that, right? I just let it go. And, you know, and people, and eventually the, enough tricks are going to get up, or enough of the videos of the tricks and things is going to get up on YouTube. YouTube and things, and it's gonna get in, And you know what? That's my job is to, to make the show fresh, yeah. to switch it out, right? Once it gets recorded too much, and I'll just take it out of the show and I'll just put something else in, hmm. so then it doesn't matter. When people come, they don't see that illusion anyway, so it doesn't matter, right? Yeah,
0: it makes sense. Well, there's that so, yeah. positivity and optimism right
1: there. <laughs> well, it pushes me, right? You yeah. can't rest on your laurels. So well, that's something the, the technology is great because it pushes us to not do the same thing we've been doing for 30 years, yeah, right? Yeah. And without that incentive, we just kind of, yeah, it's easy to sit on the same thing over and over again, so. Yeah. Good question though. Yeah, it's a recording yeah, So but yeah, so we try not to, but it's a fact of life. Cool. Gotcha.
0: Well shoot. See you in July.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a- cool. yeah. August oh sorry, uh, so the ticket's gonna go up on July. August oh, okay. sixteenth. 16. August sixteen will be the next show. Cool. So yeah, I haven't now so yeah, announced it here. I haven't announced it yet. So <laughs> sweet, <laughs> there, we there we go. go
0: official. <laughs> hey, hey
1: official. There you For go. all I yeah. know exclusive. Yeah. yeah, there you go, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, thank you, Alvin. We appreciate it. Thank you guys, appreciate it. Ooh.